Alrighty, it's a bonus episode. This is Tyler interviews a grand guest, and I have one of my favorite grandest people of all time with me today. The most amazing, the wonderful, the beautiful Susan Lee. Susan. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Susan is a playwright, a, or just a writer in general, a creator, a painter. I mean, just one of the most fascinating women I've ever met, and just people. You're just you're just like what genuinely genuinely one of the most amazing people I've ever met, and I, I'm so happy. One thing because you have a you have this new this new thing that you're doing at LA Comic Con that I'm so proud of you for, and I'm I'm also very excited for. But um, you're also about to like embark on a whole new adventure. So <laughs> and we'll we'll tap into all that stuff in just a second. But Susan. Um, who are you, and uh, what have you done? What would what what should people know about you before we get into the the, the very serious Larry King interview? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very serious, so I expect the whole interview to be very serious. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I, I I am a multi hyphenate. I write, I direct, I uh, have my own comic book, Life of Love. Uh, I'm a, an artist, uh, trained as an impressionist painter, so of course I make comic books. Um, I'm also an art educator. I teach classes up here in Burbank, so uh, many fingers and many pies. I'm yeah. the founder of Women on the Dark Side, which has been very prominent at panels, especially in California. It features women from every kind of media who create content that is darker, a little more challenging, and a little more complex. And um, yeah, the adventure you're talking about, um, I spent a year in China a couple of years ago. And recently, I was pondering what else to do with my life, so I'm going to uh, take on the United States in 2020. Susan versus the United States. Yes. That, that, sounds, that sounds a little bit more sinister, I think. But, um. Yes, yeah. The official name is Embrace the Chaos Tour. So. <laughs> I well, love we can, it. We can talk more about that. Absolutely. But um, Women on the Dark Side, I, I know I've talked about it a lot on this podcast, and we've also had you on a lot of continuations. But Women on the Dark Side is easily one of my favorite. It's actually one of the few panels I go to at a convention. I don't go oh, to thank you. I don't go to anybody else's panels. Um, I, I find it's kind of hard to do so when one thing, not only I do my own panels, but also because I have to record and network and do all the other stuff. It's just kind of hard to be able to 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 go in and just sit down, you know, for an hour or, or whatnot. It, and, but your your stuff, I, I just I absolutely just love, and I try to go into them as much as possible. And uh, I, I think I've seen, I would say six women of the dark sides, and they're all every time they're always so different. Uh, like you, you can even have like almost the same people on, but it's a completely yeah. different panel every time, and the discussions are fantastic and so well, honestly empowering for everybody. We've been graced with such incredible creators like. Megan Hutchison, yeah. um, rock stars, and uh, uh, Nancy Holder, and Mary, uh, Maria Alexander, Rob Stoker, working writers, and Valdelia, who's a, a brilliant actor. I mean, all across the board. Um, Debbie Smith from Pioneer Press. And, yeah. Uh, it, it's great to have, and, and Genevieve, of course, Genevieve. Um, Absolutely. Nylon. He's mm -hmm. uh, a brilliant cosplayer. So it's nice to have voices from across the the spectrum because then it does give us a lot to talk about yeah uh, we have a brilliant moderator usually uh, uh barbara <laughs> dilla from fan base press one of my favorite people in the world yes she's been such an integral part of not just moderating the panel but she's a great sounding board for me when i'm not sure about something 
Yeah. Um, she, oh, I, I got to tell you, I, I had a whole, I had a bad case of like foot in my mouth thing. I, I had a, <laughs> I had to get her extreme help for, for, uh, for LA Comic Con. And that's all I'll say. She's just, she's just one of those people I can go to and be like, I have an email. Will you please read this for me first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's amazing when I'm not sure with her and, uh, Madeline Polly Rosen, uh, Boston Metaphysical Society. She those is two, she is such yeah. a delight. She's amazing as well. Those two women, whenever I'm not sure I want to you know, try something new with women on the dark side, they're the first people I go to and say, what do you think? Should I do this? And <laughs> they're your tra- they're, they're your traveling, uh, they're your traveling, um, what's it called? Focus group. <laughs> right, right. And they're, what I appreciate about both of them is they're brutally honest. Yeah. So if they don't think it's a good idea, they'll say, in a very nice way. <laughs> Maybe think about this. But they're very supportive and um, have been just sort of another driving force behind the panel. <laughs> See, that's what I need to do. I need to surround myself with nice people. That will give me nice feedback. <laughs> that's well, the one not... part I'm missing. <laughs> <laughs> we have one panel that went a little awry, and they were both uh, uh, very politely pointed about <laughs> how to improve things and i really appreciate it because you know when you're doing something on your own it's it's difficult because you work sort of in a vacuum yeah um i think i want to do this but i don't know and so it's great to have people who are going to go this is this is working really well this is maybe not maybe think about this you know um and the last couple of panels we've had joelle melanie as our moderator because barb is way busy and crazy wonderful moderator and everybody's stealing her away from she but she's a she's a she does a great job as well. She's so bubbly, and I feel like having them kind of switch off is actually kind of cool. Seeing yeah. a dynamic and seeing a personality difference in the panel also brings out, uh, like I said, you know, sometimes you'll have like a lot of the same people on it, which is great because honestly, that's it's I think it's consistent and that kind of helps people understand different sides of them, especially with different questions and different scenarios. So I love right. that. Like I love Madeline being on it. Uh, like oh she's so fascinating she, uh, she, and but um she's so smart <laughs> oh she, gosh she is and like and she's, every time she says something i'm just like how do you like how have you done that too like it's just like yeah. adding like and um when it's when it's her and maria alexander like the oh, two of them i love maria yeah she's when it comes to literary references those two women know more about literary women in literature in particular yeah then that and it just makes me go i've never read anything comparatively marie drops these bombs like every single like these, <laughs> this massive bomb every time like i remember at comic-con she was talking about uh writing basically like what was it uh the the inappropriate art like um for um you know, for people in private, basically, they would just right. be like, listen, we'll give you this if you write this. And right. she was like, she was like, I wrote something sure. so dirty. I never wrote my name on it. In fact, I never wrote my name on it. But, yeah, the, but and when, the- you, when you spend time <laughs> with her, you find that is not unusual. I love Maria because she is just a ballsy broad. She yeah. Just, she was. Yeah, she's just fantastic. I'm so blessed with everybody I have talked to and invited to be part of the panel. Uh, they jumped at it. Uh a couple of people who haven't been able to do it, it's strictly because of schedule. Yeah. You know, um, I've spoken. I know with, that life. Um, yeah, Amanda Connor really wanted to be on the panel for San Diego, but uh, she had to make, of course, was obligated for all of her professional work. Absolutely. So I'm talking to her, and um, Sandy Carpenter King is really interesting as well. So, yeah, we, I, I'm blessed that people are excited to be on it. It has had a huge impact. 
it's been so moving to me when women and men come up to me from the table and talk to my team. I see, I... Yeah, it's always very moving to me when I'm tabling at a convention and people who've come, uh, gone to the Women on the Dark Side panel come to me and tell me what an impact the panel has had on them. Um, women especially, because yeah. so many of us are told not to create dark stuff. We're told we're supposed to be light and happy. And women come to the table very often and just say, thank you. It's just nice to know that there's other people out there creating that content. And we try not to talk about the creative process. Like I sit at my, you know, we don't talk about it. I sit at my laptop for eight hours a day and blah, blah, blah. We talk about why we create what we create. And we're all very open about our personal history, too, which I think is um, one of the most important things, too, is we yeah. don't shy away from saying, well, you know, I had this happen to me in my life, and that's why I create what I create. So um, I think that's a really important thing to talk about. Oh, absolutely. And um, well, yeah. And so with with Woman on the Dark Side, um, are y'all doing it at, at uh, LA Comic Con? We are. We. I was very excited to partner with First Glance Films and Bill Ostroff uh, to put together a Women on the Dark Side Film Festival. Ah, we, yes. We, we did a very short turnaround. Bill and I have been talking for a long time about uh, doing a film festival. He kept saying he runs uh, the Geek Fe Film Festival that's been at a lot of conventions. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, the, the Geek, yeah, Geek Film Festival. And uh, we keep talking about doing something like this. And finally, um, the stars aligned. This, <laughs> they did. Earlier this year, we, had, we finally went, all right, let's sit down and really talk about this. And then um, as happens with me, my life sort of blew up. But he was great in just keeping me focused and going, look, if you can make it happen, here's what you need to do. And he basically took a mentorship sort of position with me and let me run the festival but he was great in telling me just the big, here's how you do it. This is what you need to do. And if I had questions, he was there to answer. And um, he was one of the judges on the film festival. We, I believe, are going to be screening probably on Saturday. I'm still waiting to get a confirmation about the exact date and time. But we definitely Absolutely. LA Comic Con. Hoping to have uh, at least one or two of the filmmakers there. We have four finalists and two sort of honorable mentions. Uh, two of the judges will be there. One of the women is from Boom Studios. Oh, cool. And one of the other judges is with a management company called Heroes and Villains. Hmm. So, it, and I believe Bill will be there as well. So it's going to be a really great panel. And hoping we can have a couple of the finalists there. We're going to screen all of the short films, the, the, the six short films that uh, we chose. So it's going to be a really exciting panel. I'm so excited to see it. Yeah, um, so, I'm hoping it'll be two hours. We'll yeah. push it two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were the qualifications for for these films? Uh, what all What all did you kind of have? Um, I guess, like you know, what right. were you requesting we were, for? The main thing was that the theme would be dark. Light, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fluffy comedies aren't going to do it unless they're murderous, um, and they had to be under uh, under. 15 minutes for the short films under 12 minutes. I believe it was for web series. Unfortunately, we did not get a lot of web series submitted. We got one or two that just weren't at the quality we were looking for. Uh, we were looking for both live action and animated. 
And again, unfortunately, we didn't get a lot of animated submissions. The one that won the anime or is the finalist for the animated category is basically that because it was the only animated one submitted. Oh, wow. Luckily, it was really good. Um, it, it was an international submission. It was very oh, That's powerful. amazing. Yeah, it's from, oh gosh, I want to say England. Okay. Uh, beautiful film, as, which I'm grateful for because it was the only one submitted in the animated <laughs> category. Um, so yeah, that was it. And one of the finalists is a very funny, and I'm so sorry, I should have the list of names of the finalists in front of me. I'll look it up while we're talking. Absolutely. Um, the, uh, one of them is a very funny, dark comedy, uh, called Fellowship, I believe. And it's a bunch of women vying for a directing fellowship. And, um, it turns into basically the Hunger Games. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's got lots of great action, especially for something that is obviously low budget. Um, but they, they did it fantastically well. Um, so I was very excited about that one. Um, there's one called blur, which is a very dark moody piece. A woman who is a crime scene photographer and losing her sight. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then there was one that I, I chose to, uh, put in as a finalist, and I believe it's called uh, It's Your Birthday, and it's a woman struggling with alcoholism, and it's her daughter's birthday. And the specter of alcoholism appears behind her as sort of a ghostly figure. And in the end, we see the specter come up behind her daughter. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, really, the, we were really blessed that um, we got uh, just a really good, solid group for the finalists that I'm very excited about. So, yeah, we'll be screening then. Um, I'm debating about, I'm, I, I need to chat with Bill a little bit more. I might take these finalists on the road with me oh. on my trip if I can find places to do like a little quick screening while I'm in Boston or while I'm in New Orleans or while I'm in Charlotte, if I can find an affordable place to just go, hey, let's <laughs> have a quick screen so that's not official yet just don't tell anybody absolutely um, <laughs> but well, that's one of the things i'm thinking about doing so with these um you know you, you had some from international uh, how did you outreach and how did you f- kind of find these people was it all through social media or word of mouth or a, a lot of it was through social media um bill for both the geek film fest and for first glance uses an online system called film freeway and that's where you submit through. So we used to have Without a Box, which was a great festival submission um, online system, but that has pretty much gone away. And Film Freeway has sort of stepped in and take, taken its place. Oh, okay. So we did a ton of tweeting. I tweeted like three to five times a day, which is challenging for me because I hate Twitter. So <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm oh, so trying to get GGG. Like, it's just, it's so hard. It's hard I, to do everything. Yeah, I love because I'm an artist. I love Instagram, uh, but Instagram doesn't have the reach that Twitter does for something like this. So, uh, again, Bill was a great mentor in guiding me on how to hashtag things and who to tag and stuff like that. Um, one of our sponsors is Final Draft, so they were great in sharing and, and resharing. Like Final that. Draft, like the the program for scripts. Yes. So that's the prize, awesome. The prize package is valued at about five hundred dollars. 
They'll get a copy of Final Draft plus some other goodies from them. They're getting um, these wonderful, my friend Rick Crowley in Boston has just started a company called Handsome Hobo Netwear. And he makes ties and ascots out of vintage fabric. And they're very cheeky and they're very fun. And so I approached him and he's going to send me a batch of those. And then another company called Bubbles and, ooh, Bubbles and Soaps. I'm so sorry if I said that wrong. They're going to, they do these really cool, um, geeky soaps that have little things like little figures in them and stuff like that. So they're contributing, um, some, some prizes for that. That's and amazing. Geeky Tees is going to contribute, of course, some geeky stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. So it was great. We got lots of, we had a very short turnaround because we didn't launch till July because my life sort of got, uh, crazy. Um, so we had a, from July to September, we had a very, very short submission process. I'm <clears throat> hoping to do it again next year and open it up more like December. So we'll have almost a whole year of submissions instead of just like a couple of quick months to jam stuff in. Absolutely. That's perfect. Um, so with, um, I mean, you, you see, you have, you have six different uh, movies, one animated, which is great. I love animation. And right. uh, especially for it be coming from all the way from England. So what was the kind of the point of contact that you had with some of these creators? Um, most of it's been through Film Freeway. Okay. In fact, I'm tiny, a bit remiss because I've been waiting to find out our exact time and date of the panel. Um, I do need yeah. to reach out to them and just confirm things. So um, I, I'm just a little behind on that because I was hoping to have the exact date and time, but Cons are always challenging. You know, sometimes they have the information right away. Sometimes it's very last minute. So absolutely. We're just kind of um, biding my time. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, um, yeah. yeah so, and uh, you, and the goal is to bring it around the country, which is so cool. And I love that so much, especially like, you know, with a lot of these cities that you're going to go to are also have a lot of creative people and a lot of people, you know, in filmmaking, um, you know, groups as well. So maybe you can find some new stuff along the way, which is great. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I came from directing. I came from a very yeah. strong theater background. I directed theater for 25 years Have and you... I made a bunch of short films. And so that's still sort of my, my first love is filmmaking and theater. Absolutely. Have you done a film festival before? No, uh, this is my first time. And I was excited that, Bill had approached me about doing it because he's had uh, first glance has been around for years. And I, I know with the geek film festival, that's been along around for a long time too. So I was really glad to have someone who would be there as a mentor and as a guide and help me through just the, the mechanics of it. How do I get submissions? Where do I reach out? How do I set up film free mate? What do I do with this? What do I do with that? Yeah. And, he was fantastic because he was pretty hands-off. And um, if I had questions, he'd say, you know, it's your festival. So your choices are do this or do that, but it's entirely up to you. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. And these are, you know, as much as I love women on the dark side, we also love men too. We're not male bashers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because there are, there, there's a great community of men out there who want to support the creative women in their lives. You Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes I think that gets overlooked with a lot of the negativity, like the Me Too movement and all of that. There's a place for that and there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we need to 
we do need to stop and go, hey, you know, there's also amazing people like Bill, um, my comic book mentor, Jeff Johnson. And yeah. The guys that helped me get my first comic book off the ground. It would not exist without a bunch of guys who thought I had some talent. Hmm. So, you know, we need to not only acknowledge there are terrible men on Earth, but they're also yep. wonderful like you oh thank you <laughs> oh thank you uh, that uh, and i'm so happy that like you know with where you're at and what you're doing i'm so proud and just it's so it, honestly it, it is so inspiring because you you kind of make me be like well, what do i want to do that's the next step too because you know it's like it's like you and barbara and bryant are like you know you three of the people who get me to be like you know what like i like because you guys like to evolve and adapt and i'm I'm that personality as well. Like, that's why I think GGG has gone through like three different rebrands where it's like where we do three different kind of focuses. So and uh, yeah. and I was telling you about some stuff that I'm, I'm going to start, you know, teasing and talking about a little bit more as we get closer to January for our new or our next rebrand uh, that I've been talking yeah. about. And th that happens along the way. Is, yeah. You know, when I when I started um, Life on Its Side, which is my my company brand, Life on Its Side Studios. I started it as my theater brand. That's what I did theater under. And then when I started doing art, I had art on its side. And then I had all of these pieces. And when I went off to China, I thought, this is ridiculous. I'm juggling like five different brands. And when I got back, I decided, you know what? I'm just going to put it all under the umbrella of life on its side. Um, it used to be a purple and white logo, very bright, very sunny. Yeah. And I realized, especially as I got deeper into women on the dark side, my brand is on the darker side. Most of the stuff I write and I create is on the darker side. Yeah. So I rebranded. I spent a year rebranding and refiguring everything out. And you met me at the end of that. So it's really, you, you, didn't, you didn't quite see all the process of it. But that's how we grow as creators. If we, get, if we don't continually change and challenge ourselves and we get stagnant. Exactly. Boring, you know. And I don't want to be boring. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I never, ever want to be boring. Um, and and I, th I think that's why you and I just get along so well. Um, and I, I'm going with this, you know, with the film festival and touring and stuff like that. And, you you, you know, you went to China, which was extremely, you know, uh, you know, probably like, you know, one of the biggest deals of your life. You know, we, we talk about it a lot. And I love I love listening to your stories. I love hearing about it. I really, I really, really genuinely do. And, um, you know, and you have these great books that talk about different parts of your lives or just different, you know, moments and different thoughts and different feelings. Right. Um, well, you know, in talking about China, I just released my accidentally inspirational memoir yep. about my year in China called Courage to be Simple, available on Amazon. Um, I'll have that link <laughs> in the uh, article as well. Yeah. So, yeah, and it's a, it, I just wrote it because so many people wanted to know what happened over there and I've had a couple of really bad years before I went and um, it became a real healing process for me but not in a cheesy eat pray love way because yeah. I have to follow language for that <laughs> <laughs> trying to get PG-13 absolutely uh, <laughs> so yeah I it's the dark side but not that dark side <laughs> but not that, but that's one of the things that we had to go all right we need to PG-13 this but um, yeah, so the memoir just literally just came out this week, and I'm very excited about it, and I hope it will reach people in a very honest way. I find a lot of these memoirs are very um, sort of fairy tale and flighty and unattainable, 
you know, I remember reading Eat, Pray, Love right after I got divorced, and it starts with her sitting at a cafe in Italy with two hot young Italian guys, and I'm in a divey apartment with dog poop all over it and my parents <laughs> paying my rent, you know? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I don't think I can relate to this. <laughs> so, so hopefully people will get something out of it, you know? I'm hoping it'll it'll touch people in a way to help them get through some of their shitty times. So. Absolutely. I definitely think so, and I, I, I definitely want to read it. Uh, I definitely will get it now that, now that I know it's out on Amazon. I've been kind of on and off of Facebook the past week, so I've been, I feel like I've missed like every. Once you're off Facebook for a week, you like miss everything. It's insane. Um, <laughs> it's like the whole passes you by. No, it's crazy. Um, yeah, and so like with the trip, um, what was I guess maybe the main inspiration for you going on? You know, this whole trip. <laughs> well, um, it's, my life is never not interesting. Um, <laughs> 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 since last since last June, a year ago, June, I moved unintentionally three times. I moved from a house in Pasadena that I'd been living in since I got back from China, but it uh, was a beautiful house, but too far away from where my life is. My life is uh, in the valley, which if you don't understand LA, Pasadena in the valley, it's quite a distance away, especially I don't have a car. Yeah. And it was very challenging. And the house eventually got overrun with mice, and the landlord didn't think this was a problem. So um, moved in with a friend of mine who, like most people in L.A., said, I'm a little behind on my rent. And I was like, all right, because uh, I'm always behind on my rent. And then I found out he was more than a month behind on his rent because he's in the middle of a bitter custody battle trying to hang on to his son mm. and was using rent money to pay for that and hoping to catch up, and he didn't. So we got evicted in October. So I moved in in June, got evicted in October, moved in with another friend, and that unfortunately turned very toxic. We just, the, her and I and the third roommate just could not communicate well, and I chose to leave that situation because it was getting very, very toxic. Absolutely. Uh, we were supposed to move in with someone. So I moved out of there in April and was supposed to move in with someone in August. And my dear friends, Colleen and, and David, who really at the time I didn't know them very well, were like, well, you can stay in our spare room for a couple of months if you need to. And um, then the place in, that I was supposed to move to in August fell through. So I'm living in the spare bedroom with most of my stuff in storage. And I just got very frustrated and went, I'm, my life is so chaotic. I can't focus on anything. I can't get anything done. I can't. I'm a self-employed artist, so forget trying to find a place to live in L.A. I have no credit history, you know, it's all of that stuff. And I was talking to Colleen one day, and I said, you know, since I came back from China, I've had this crazy idea in the back of my head to buy an RV and drive around the country. Mm -hmm. And Colleen went, you need to go to Barnes & Noble right now and buy a U.S. map and start planning your trip. <laughs> and I went, what? And she was like, it's a great idea. So it went from me buying an RV to I discovered these wonderful things called teardrop trailers. And they're little tiny trailers. And most of the people who own them build them themselves. So between now and January, um, I'm going to build my own teardrop trailer and hopefully get on the road in January 2020 with my wonderful cat, Indiana Jones, <laughs> in the navigator seat. So. I, I hope there's no Nazis on the way. That would be great. <laughs> I hope not. I, the funniest thing is I'm trying to harness train him. 
and he's a 16 pound gigantic cat, but you put the harness on him and he just falls to the floor. <laughs> like, ah! So yeah, I'm hoping that I'm trying to get him harness trained and, and Colleen has been his faithful photographer and following me around taking videos and photographs, but it's very exciting and the support has been incredible. Um, I'm going to have a fundraiser on October 17th, which will be a storytelling event at Geeky Tees where I'll have a bunch of storytellers telling stories about traveling. Um, I'll have hopefully copies of the biography, the memoir, uh, by then. And, um, I'll be telling some stories about China. It's just basically to get some money put together to register the car I'm going to get and buy the trailer, like the expensive things. And then, um, there's an Instagram you can follow, Embrace the Chaos Tour. You can follow us on Instagram. And you can follow Indiana Jones on Instagram at Dr. Kitty Anna Jones. I did not know that. I'm following her right now. <laughs> yeah, Kitty, K-I-T-T-Y, Dr. Kitty Anna Jones. Because um, we're going to be putting a lot of stuff on there. I'm, I just did a bunch of videos because I'm, I built a model of the trailer just try some of the stuff and to oh, I already follow them. <laughs> play the lay, play with the layout and stuff. So uh, the next few days is going to be editing a lot of process videos. So there'll be a YouTube channel. There's merch up on Redbubble for Embrace oh, the Chaos. That's so, awesome. Because uh, I came up with a really groovy logo. So I'm, ex- I'm really excited about it. And it's it's been a couple of months of planning, like from the end of June till pretty much the beginning of September was just figuring it out. And so, yeah, I'm going to go everywhere. I'm, gonna, I'm going from here to Flagstaff to Albuquerque to Austin to New Orleans to um, looking at my board across the room. New Orleans, Nashville, Atlanta, Charlotte, Richmond, Washington, Boston, upstate New York, hopefully Ottawa and Toronto, Chicago, Minneapolis, and then my hometown of Winnipeg, and then across Canada, and then down Portland and Seattle and San Francisco and then back to LA by hopefully mid-May. That's so cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Um, yeah, I will definitely look at all that and I'll have all that, all those, um, everything is going to be in the article. And um, a lot of links. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. But you know what? It's all for you and you're amazing and I, I'm so Thank proud you. of you and excited. Is there anything else you want to talk about or... I think that's pretty much enough. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, we'll see what happens in the next week. Exactly. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll check in on you, too. We'll, we'll, do, we'll just do some, some uh, Susan check-ins. So, uh, and, and you'll hear more about everything. Um, you know, I'll do a, an after LA Comic-Con um, you know, podcast where I'll talk about you know, the film festival, maybe ha- have you back on. And we can just talk about, you know, like, um, yeah, like uh, just the experiences of your first film festival and everything. And just, and, yeah, we'll, we'll check in. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Susan. Um, follow Alan. Susan on like everything. Life on its side. Uh, Doctor Kitty Anna Jones. Um, what are some other ones again? Uh, what was Embrace it? the Chaos Tour on Twitter? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Those are the big ones. Well, women on women on the dark side. On women Twitter. on the dark side. Yeah. Um, and it's women on the dark side. Uh, we get a lot of of the dark side. Women yeah. on the dark side. Uh, Embrace the chaos tour and dr kitty anna jones on instagram and life on its side on instagram is the best place to follow me absolutely thank you so much susan you're amazing i cannot wait to see you la comic-con 
And uh, don't forget to check out the film festival if you're going. So, yeah. Thanks for listening in. You can check out all of our shows and offerings on iTunes or any other podcast app, including Google Podcast, Stitcher, and, of course, Spotify. Or you can go to the website, thegrankygathering.com. For more, you can go on the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, we'll be starting to be on YouTube um, doing Let's Plays. Um, I am playing with a awesome cosplayer kishido we're playing through final fantasy 8 and that's a lot of fun and really funny and um yeah and check out all of susan's stuff on all the pre-mentioned stuff and go to the article and check out everything of hers trust me you want to you, you you don't want to miss it and uh yeah so come and join the gathering have a great week and ggg